Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Match and I am your host, former Husky Mark Scafidi. And week two in, or week, yeah, it's week two after week zero in college football. For the Mac, um, week one was pretty much a disaster across the board outside of the NIU win. Week two, it, it, it's not great. Um, it's, it's also really embarrassing on some levels. And there's a couple crappy wins thrown in. So um, let's start off with the recap of week one's darling. NIU goes into Boston College. Beats an ACC team. So you're thinking NIU has an amazing opportunity to have a great season. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. And Boston College this week barely beat Holy Cross. So that win right off the bat um, doesn't look very good anymore because Boston College isn't going to win a ton of games. And regardless of, you know, how they struggle against Holy Cross, NIU still won that game. So they come home and they're in all black jerseys. They've got the 1983 MAC championship team on the field, and they're playing an FCS team. An FCS team, Southern Illinois. They're, I mean, the, the, if you watch the game, they were saying they're rivals. You can't be a rival with an FCS team if you're a, an FBS team. You just can't be a rival with a, a, a lower-level team. So that was silly to keep saying over and over. Uh, nobody at NIU considers Southern Illinois a rival because they're in a different division altogether. So that said... SIU came into the game ready to go, and this was their big game of the season. NIU, you would have thought, hadn't practiced, <laughs> hadn't played a game, hadn't done anything, really, the entire year. SIU embarrassed NIU. There's no other way to say it. Um, you come off of a big win when you're, you're beating your chest, and everybody was so pumped up about NIU last week. And seven days later, you go out there and you get dominated and embarrassed by an FCS team. It was, it, it's bad. I mean, there's no, and, it, and trust me, it's not the only embarrassing score of the week for the Mac. But this was the only shot the Mac had to have a good season, like a legitimate good team. And next week, NIU goes to Nebraska. Um, yeah, they're, they're terrible. If you haven't watched Nebraska, they're 0-2. They just got crushed by Colorado, and they lost. They beat themselves again. And I mean, their quarterback is terrible, absolutely terrible. He's a turnover machine. I think he has 38 turnovers in the last two seasons. So the guy stinks. I mean, he's just going to turn the ball over no matter who they play. So you're thinking NIU has a chance to go into Lincoln and come out 3-0, and and then you got a bad Tulsa team to go 4-0 before you hit Toledo, and that's the game of the year. You, th- you think, oh, no. All the pressure of Week 2, NIU throws out an absolute embarrassing performance. Rocky Lombardi, who's in his seventh year, not sixth year, couldn't beat SIU. So I don't know what else there is to say. It's an embarrassing week for NIU. I'm embarrassed, you know, because I thought we were back and everything is looking good. And immediately that, that all thrown out the window the very next week. So uh, nobody in the Mac's going to a group of five uh, bowl game this year. It's, everybody's eliminated now. No one's left. So everybody's going to the same kind of bowl game that you went to last year. So we, we had a chance with one team, and immediately it took seven days before they eliminated themselves. Um, that being said, 
Uh, NIU was bad. I mean, there's no other way to put it. SIU, give them credit. I mean, they played hard. They played well. They out, They won the game. NIU did not deserve to win the game. So it's a terrible loss and super embarrassing for Husky fans. Um, give the Salukis credit. Um, they won the game, and they deserve to win the game. And honestly, it looked like NIU was going to steal the game at the end. But the seventh-year quarterback, Rocky Lombardi, throws a pick to end it. I don't know. There was like... 45 seconds left, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, an extremely disappointing day where you thought NIU was going to steal a victory in the very final minute. Nope, nope. The seventh-year quarterback throws a pick to end the game. So that was terrible. So yeah, the Mac, we're all back to just living in the, the, the low-tier bowl games. But that's not the only terrible loss of the week. Don't forget the Buffalo Bulls, everybody. 40-37, to 37, they lose to Fordham. So Buffalo is now 0-2. Uh, the quick recap here, it's a home loss to Fordham, from, who's also from New York. Um, C.J. Montez threw for 309 yards and five touchdowns, including the go-ahead score to M.J. Wright with 237 left to beat the Buffalo Bulls at home on Saturday night. So, yeah, don't, don't let NIU... Um, <laughs> don't let NIU think we're the only bad team. Buffalo's right there with us. So, Buffalo, you're 0-2. It looks like you got nothing going for you right now. Um, but, hey, you know, it, you, you, the two of them just embarrassed the entire Mac for the week. Um, and Akron, let's not forget about the Akron Zips. Now, if you didn't watch the game, I did watch the end of the game. Um, it was, honestly, Akron should be 0-2. This should have been the third, the third loss of the week for the Mac to an FCS team. Um, it was terrible, absolutely terrible. I mean, Akron deserved to lose this game. They should have lost the game. Um, with I don't, Akron was coming down to um, win the game, or yeah, it, it was Akron has a chance to win the game with a minute and eight left. One minute and eight left. Uh, Undercuffler, Jeff Undercuffler, the uh, Akron quarterback, looked really bad. And, yeah, he didn't play well at all. And he came in to, to DJ Aaron's one out. And Undercuffler throws a pick with 108 left. <laughs> Morgan State celebrates. Granted, everybody in the world was celebrating the victory because you just intercepted the ball with 108 left. All you had to do, the Akron had two timeouts, I believe. All they had to do, basically, was uh, and it was in the end zone. They, the, they intercepted the ball in the end zone. And Morgan State basically just had to run the clock out. All they had to do was run the clock out, everybody. And somehow, they screwed that up. Deuce Taylor, the Morgan State quarterback, handed the ball off to J.J. Davis, who goes to the left side, and he fumbles the ball. <laughs> Chris Nunnally forced the ball out. I mean, granted, they should have just taken a knee. Basically, it's all they had to do. Brian McCoy from Akron scoops it up and scores, walking into the end zone for the game-winning score. Um, I watched it live, and honestly, I could not believe that Morgan State gave the game away. Now, the, Akron did not deserve to win this game. They should be 0-2, and they should be in the same loser column that NIU and Buffalo are in this week. Um. But it was a miracle. There's no other way to describe it. Um, it's not going to make Akron good this season. 
because they struggled with an FCS team. They blew a lead last week to Temple. Akron's going to get crushed next week at Kentucky. But <laughs> it's a win, and it might be their only win of the season. No, they're, pop- they're playing Kent, so they're probably going to win at least two games. But this was really like an incredible ending that Morgan State screwed up, and I'm sure the plane ride back was in just gut-wrenching for Morgan State because this is one of those games. You, you, you had the win. All you had to do was take a knee, and they managed to not do that. So it's a win for Akron. I don't want to give them credit because they deserve to lose. Um, they deserve to lose 100%, but it's a win. So, I mean, you'll take it. Um, but that was a really, really like crazy ending to the game, and I watched it live. So um, it was crazy. Uh, the other game that um, there's two other games with the wins. I don't, you know, there's like the two wins that matter. I mean, granted, this is Miami versus uh, UMass. Um, the story of the game wasn't the actual game. The story of the game um, was how long the game took. It was originally scheduled for a 3.30, 2.30 window kickoff. So 3.30 Eastern. I was watching the game at 1 a.m. almost. <laughs> That's because it was a rain delay, a lightning delay. Um, it was ridiculous how long the game took. Um, it was basically who could outlast the other team and Miami won the game. UMass is a bad team. Um, but Miami, Hey, Miami, you had a terrible week against the other Miami last week. So good win for the Red Hawks. You outlasted the Minutemen 41, 28. Congratulations. Um, the other game that I did get to watch, uh, was down in Boca and that was FAU and Ohio. Ohio went on the road in the humidity in Florida, walked out of Boca with a W. Uh, congratulations to the Bobcats. Um, that was an upset win, I believe. So that was a good day for the Bobcats to get the victory. Curtis Rorick looked pretty good in the victory. Uh, how many yards did he have? Um, 203 yards, one touchdown, two picks. So, yeah, I mean, it's not great, but... Um, Allison had 22 carries for 80 yards on touchdown for the Bobcats. So um, those are the the super low low lights of the week, and then the highlights of the week. Um, here's a, a you know, Ball State. I mean, I don't want to talk about this for very long. It's 45-3. They got embarrassed by Georgia. This game was over um, in the second quarter. It was 0-0 in the first quarter. Then Georgia just scored 31 unanswered points in the second, so game was over then. Uh, Central Michigan, New Hampshire. I do want to yeah, mention this quick, too. Uh, New Hampshire almost got the fourth FCS win over our MAC team this week. And granted, New Hampshire, they basically could have won this game too. Central Michigan, they tied, or, uh, New Hampshire tied it up with about like a minute and a half to go. Central Michigan was able to come down and repeat history. They had a walk-off field goal, I think, in 2008. Uh, they, they showed it on the – I was watching. They showed it on the screen. Maybe it was 2013, something like that, because um, – uh, Cooper Rush was the quarterback. So maybe it was 2013. And Central Michigan did a walk-off kick here to win the game. So congratulations to the Chippewas. You got to 1-1. One and one. Uh, But again, these are not good scores to have when you're barely beating FCS teams. And there should be four losses, honestly. There could be four losses this week to FCS teams, which doesn't say very much about the MAC right now. When you're four teams, two of them did lose, and the other two should have lost. Um Bowling Green played an FCS team. Eastern Illinois, 38-15. They won the game. Congratulations. That's what you're supposed to do, everyone. Um, Syracuse, Western Michigan, total annihilation again. Western Michigan, seven points. Syracuse, 48. So 
terrible. You know, I mean, there's nothing. Um, Texas Southern played Toledo. Toledo got in the win column after their devastating loss last week to Illinois, who now looks absolutely awful because they got crushed by Kansas. So even that loss to Illinois, that doesn't look very good because Illinois didn't look very good against Kansas and got dominated by the Jayhawks on national TV. So the loss to Illinois is not going to help Toledo um, because they needed to win that game. And that it's going to be a bad loss. Illinois is not going to be very good this year. Um, Arkansas, 28, Kent State, 6. Kent State might not win very many games. That's just everybody knows that at this point. Arkansas is 2-1-0. Kent State's 0-2. And you know, just that's the way it's going to be. Um, the other game with Eastern Michigan at Minnesota, I thought this was a chance to kind of um, possibly get a win. And Minnesota's just a better team. They dominated um, Eastern Michigan and 25-6. When you only give up six points, you're not going to lose the game. So that's last week, um, and it wasn't a very good week. I mean, it's got some wins in there. I don't count the FCS wins. And I, we should, I guess, you know, honestly, because um, there should have been four losses to the FCS. So if we're counting FCS wins as being good wins, we're in trouble. Um, we're in big trouble. <laughs> as a conference, if we're now bragging about FCS wins and we're not winning games really against the FBS teams, um, I don't know. I mean, that's we're in big trouble if uh, if that's going to be where the MAC is this year, bragging about our FCS wins. Um, this week, uh, let's move on because that week, I mean, it wasn't great. Um, not great at all. That's there's no other way to put it. Um, no quality wins. I guess the FAU win is the best, and the UMass win is second best. So I don't know if those are our two best wins of the week. Eh, it's not a great week. Um, this week, Saturday, September 16th, CBS Sports Network gets a kicked off at noon Eastern. Liberty 2-1-0 going to Buffalo um, at, 11, at noon. So Liberty is a three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm going to go with Liberty on this one. At Buffalo just lost to an FCS team at home. Liberty's better than they are. So as much as I don't like, you know, picking Liberty, uh, you got to go with Liberty. I mean, they're... They're 2-0, and Buffalo's 0-2, so I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go with Liberty, just based on the numbers. Same time, ESPNU. This is a statement game um, for the MAC. This is one of those games. Where you have, this, is, this is a game that kind of the conference needs to win. Iowa State at Ohio. Iowa State is 1-1. One one. They just got humiliated by Iowa um, last week. So, Ohio, coming in on a two-game win streak. This is your last chance to make, like, a really big statement, beating a Big 12 team at home. Iowa State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If Curtis Warwick and the Bobcats are for real, you're going to take the Cyclones down at home because this is one of those games they can win. Um, they have to win this game. Uh, they cannot afford, you know, for the conference either. They can't afford a massive blowout. So... This is one of those games the Bobcats must get this one at home because you don't get many opportunities to play a Big 12, Big 10, SE. You know, you're not going to get any of these big-time schools really at home very often, so you've got to take advantage of this. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio here. Slight upset, you know, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to go with Ohio. Crowd's going to be there. It's going to be full because you got the Cyclones coming. Um, I'm going to go with Ohio winning this one at home. and. 
that's, you know, that's got to be a victory to save, you know, kind of like the season here. Uh, Central Connecticut at Kent State, same time, not on TV, I guess. Um, I mean, this is, this might be the, as they, the ESPN guy, McMurphy goes, the pillow fight of the season, of the week, of the year, of the decade. Well, this is Kent State, who has been atrocious so far. But again, expect it. They're not being worse than anybody thought they would be. Central Connecticut is from, I, I want to say Hartford. Because I lived in Hartford, and I'm pretty sure Central Connecticut State is in Hartford. And I'm almost positive they are. And they were not that great at football. <laughs> so this is an FCS team. Now, the way it's been going, I can't say Kent State's going to be guaranteed to win this game. Um, I, I can't say that. So <laughs> I assume they're going to. I mean, I don't know. I actually, this could be a pick em game. Who knows? Um, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern. Oh, no, 2 o'clock um, Eastern. 1 o'clock Central. UMass back in the MAC again this week. They're playing Eastern Michigan. Uh, UMass does play a lot of MAC teams because they're an independent and. They look for teams that are kind of equals. Uh, Eastern Michigan at home in in the factory. I've got to go with Eastern Michigan. This is it. this has to be an Eastern Michigan victory. So Eastern Michigan in this one. ESPN Plus um, Eagles all the way here. Two and one brings UMass's record to one and three. Um, Indiana State Ball State. Gosh, you know this is. I think Indiana State just played Indiana last week, um, and it wasn't. I mean, it was sort of competitive for a while, so both teams are 0-2, ESPN+. Plus. Ball State better watch out. Um, Indiana State could easily get them because they're, the Indiana State's looking at this as a big-time you know, opportunity for a victory. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be a – this is a dangerous game for Ball State because if they lose this one, they're 0-3. Um, and this would be yet another FCS loss for the MAC. Uh, 1.30 on Peacock, not NBC, Peacock, everyone. Central Michigan going into South Bend to play the Irish. That's right, Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame is ranked ninth. They're 3-0. They're a 34-point favorite. They're going to be heavy favorites. Um, Central Michigan did not look very good against Michigan State, who just suspended before they're firing Mel Tucker, their coach. So he's, they're trying to fire him for with that came out today. They're firing him with cause, but they got to suspend him first before they just announce he's fired because there, I think there's a seventy-seven million dollar buyout that Michigan State's trying to not pay. So, um, Central Michigan struggled with New Hampshire. Nothing about this game looks like Central Michigan should be very competitive. But stranger things have happened when the MAC teams and the Group of Fives go into south bend i don't think central michigan is going to win the game i don't want to pretend like they're going to hang with the irish especially if the irish come in ready to go the irish had their own nc state thing going last week where it was kind of delayed and because uh, of weather and it was tough but i do not think central michigan is going to win the game but you never know other teams that the other group of fives that have gone into south bend have played really well there because it is the biggest game of the year for the chippewas it's everybody's biggest game all the time when you go to south bend so don't be surprised if Central Michigan pulls one out of the air, of, out of nowhere, and it is in the game in the fourth quarter. Or they're going to be going be, gonna to be completely annihilated. It's going to be one or the other. Um, there's not going to be like, oh, we're just, you know, sort of only losing by 10 or 15. 
it's going to be they're right there with the Irish or they're going to be completely annihilated. Uh, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern, Western Michigan, Big Ten Network going to number 25, Iowa. So Western Michigan, we just saw what happened at Syracuse. That's not a very positive feeling going into Iowa City to play the Hawkeyes. Um, the MAC has some ridiculous winning streak where they win one game a year against the big. Um, they've got multiple opportunities um, to do it this year, this week alone. I don't know if it's going to happen in uh, Iowa City. I honestly do not know. <laughs> I don't think, based on what we saw last week at Syracuse, you can't think the Iowa game is going to um, be amazing for Western Michigan based on what we saw. So it's a 28.5 point favorite. Look for the Hawkeyes to win this one, probably handedly, if they can get up early. Um, gosh, you know, it's it's a mismatch going in. And I don't know if Iowa's going to cover, but I don't think this one's, this one's going to be as competitive um, as, you know, even the 28 points. Uh, FS1, primetime, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, NIU at Nebraska, another MAC versus big game. Now, Nebraska is terrible in the big. Not, no, not Northwestern bad this year, or Rutgers bad, but Nebraska is a bad football team. They are not going to win very many Big Ten games. This, is, this was supposed to be NIU. That's why it's an FS1, everyone. They picked this game before NIU threw out a dud last week against... Um, Southern Illinois. This was supposed to be a national primetime game where the group of five MAC team was 2-0 against 0-2 Nebraska. Or even 1-1 Nebraska. Because I think this game was picked even before they got crushed by Colorado. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. Um, it's going to be on national TV. It's an 11-point spread. NIU has the, the ability to go in there and win the game but they certainly cannot play like they did last week. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough one because Nebraska is awful and they're going to make a lot of turnovers. Their quarterback Sims is just bad, but NIU, oh man, they cannot play like they did last week. So if NIU plays like they did against Boston college, they're going to come out of Lincoln with a victory, but I have no confidence that they're going to come out and play like that. Um, and Nebraska, this, Nebraska, this is their first home game of the year. So Memorial Stadium, while they still might not love that team, it's going to be totally sold out for the new coach, Matt Rule. Um, their season's not over, but it's essentially over. I mean, they, they're not good. Um, and everybody knows it. But, man, this has to be. This is the best chance for a victory, honestly. I mean, this is because it's Nebraska and they're not good. So at this at the whole big-time win thing this week rides on NAU again. Um, uh, same time on Big 12 Network, ESPN Plus, Miami of Ohio, now at new Big 12 member Cincinnati. So this is definitely, this is a Power 5 game now. When these two are arch rivals, it, this has never been a Power 5 game. But now Cincinnati's in the Big 12, so it is. Whew, Miami coming off a win. Yeah, that's great. You played UMass. But you're stepping up in competition now to Cincinnati, who's 2-0, and it's a 14-point spread. Traditionally, Miami does not win this game that often. So um, let's see how it goes. But I'm, I'd probably pick Cincinnati. If you're going to put money on it, I'd probably pick Cincinnati. 
Um, San Jose State, Toledo, ESPN Plus, same time. This is an easy one to watch if you have the app and you have ESPN Plus. San Jose State's one and two. Toledo, one and one. This is actually a pretty good game overall because they're two group of fives. They're pretty even. Toledo's supposed to be the best team in the MAC. It's an eight-point favorite in the Glass Bowl. I don't um, know what San Jose State's already played three games. I don't know if what, what kind of energy they're going to bring. Um, their quarterback, uh, Cordario, has 546 yards and five touchdowns. That's not great through three games. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go with Toledo on this one because they're the home team. San Jose State, eh, they're okay. But Toledo should win the game. Uh, Bowling Green at Michigan. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. It's on Big Ten Network, 6, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Um I'm going to go, it's a 40-point spread. I'm going to go Michigan. There's no chance Bowling Green wins this game. I mean, let's just be honest. Bowling Green's not going to win this game. <laughs> it's just, the, Michigan's the second-ranked team in the country. Bowling Green's not going to win this game. As much as it would be awesome for the Mac, it's not going to happen. Um, Saturday night, ESPNU, 7.30 Eastern. Like, these are a lot of big-time games this week for the Mac. They're just not winnable, for mo- uh, mostly. Uh, Akron at Kentucky, 25-point spread in Lexington. Um... I don't see a victory here. Based on what we saw the last two weeks, I don't see a victory for Akron. They're going to fall to 1-2. and two. Kentucky will go to 3-0. and oh. um, But there are a lot of opportunities this week for marquee victories. I don't see them happening outside of Nebraska. And it, I, if NIU were playing somebody else in the big, like uh, Wisconsin or even, I don't know, an SEC team like Kentucky or south carolina or missouri they might have a, they probably wouldn't win but nebraska is bad i mean they're a bad football team that's the only reason i'm giving the mac one chance to win this week uh one of these big time games because nebraska stinks and ohio they can beat iowa state um so that is kind of the preview it was, i don't think we're gonna have a lot to talk about wins next week based on the schedule i don't think it's gonna be a lot of victories but you know we could be wrong um, come back next week. I'm hoping that we have a pirate. There's plenty of opportunities to fly that pirate flag. Uh, let's hope that we get one of them. And it doesn't matter which one. I don't care. Um, the Michigan one would be enormous, but let's be realistic. Probably not going to happen. So this is Maxion. Come back for an honest recap next week of how we did. Uh, I am Mark Scafidi here on Bleed Sports Network. And enjoy the games. Um, this week, they we got a Thursday night football, uh, Friday night football, Saturday football, Sunday. The NFL has been great. A lot of blowouts, um, like the Giants getting blanked la- last night to the Cowboys. So football's back. I love it. And I will see everybody here next week on Believe. Let's get a pirate flag victory with one of our teams this week, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.